Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. Hey friends, I'm Amanda. And I'm Santa. We don't have fun facts this week. But we do have a very special episode this week. Um, I guess if you want to call it a fun fact, it's going to be, we're going to try to make it through this episode without crying. Uh, As y'all know, Santa's beloved soulmate, Cat Pepper, passed away on November 12th. And um, I asked our audience to please send in stories about their lost pets and if anybody had any inklings that their pet came back to visit them whether it be in a dream or even if they're just reminded of their pet in some way after they've passed Um, and we got several responses and so today we're going to read some of the beautiful stories that were sent in to us and um, I guess Santa do you want to take it from here and say what you'd like to say about Pepper? Yeah so Yeah, I have been really stalling on even recording this episode because I've told I've told this story a lot of times to everyone who cares about Pepper. So, yeah, on November 12th, um, Pepper passed away. It was very sudden and I basically had to rush him to the vet. He was in a lot of pain. It was evident to the vet that he had feline aortic thrombosis so he got a blood clot in his aortic valve and it cut off circulation to his back legs so he wasn't able to use his back legs and it was causing him a lot of pain also I had to make a very quick decision on what to do and I chose to not make him have to go through that for much longer. And that was a very difficult decision um, because ending his pain began my pain <laughs> that I've dealt with every day since. And also, fun okay, fun fact, um, he bit me <laughs> while we were in there. And yeah, he bit me on my other arm also. <laughs> um, and I had to get a tetanus shot. Amanda took me to get a tetanus shot. So I'm okay. But yeah, that was like the hardest thing I've ever experienced. And it it feels like I'm in like an alternate dimension or something like, or an alternate timeline. Mm -hmm. And I'm every day when I come home from work is when it really hits me. I think part of why it sucks so much is because I live by myself. And it was just like always me and Pepper. And so it really is like a part of me is gone. Um, but there is a really cool story that happened in the periphery of this. So the day Pepper passed away, Amanda immediately got in the car and drove up to Nashville, which is just the greatest thing ever. I'm so grateful that you did that. Like, because I was literally... I was unwell. I was I was probably as unhinged as I've ever been. I did not know how to proceed. So she followed me home to my house. And the whole way home, 
I was in my unhinged state praying. I was praying to Pepper. I was like, Pepper, please come back to me. And I just said it over and over and over and just like relentlessly begging for my cat to come back uh, from the universe, basically. And when we got to my house, it was really, really difficult for me to get out of the car because I really, really didn't want to go into the house and have him not be in there. I, of course, eventually got out of the car and we were walking up the pathway to my door and under the orange spotlight of my porch light, there's this tabby cat rolling around and like wagging his tail and being so cute and asking for our attention and love. And it was just the sweetest thing. And honestly, just so insane. Like just how, I don't know. It's crazy that it happened right then. The timing of it could not have been more perfect. That cat brought me like immediate comfort and a little bit of distraction from having to enter my home without Pepper being in there. I didn't have to enter my home without a cat being there. I entered my home with, there was a cat there. (laughs) So it wasn't empty. And we let the cat come in and roam around a little bit. And he jumped up on the couch and nuzzled everything. And yeah, we played with him for a little bit. And then we put him back outside because this cat at that point was for the streets. And so I wasn't ready. I also wasn't ready to just like, let's take in another cat right this second. Um, but it was, it was really, really sweet and um, synchronous that that happened. And I will always believe that that was something from Pepper. It was some kind of messaging from Pepper or Pepper sent Sage to me somehow telepathically. I don't know. All I know is that was something unexplained and yeah, spiritually unexplained, but amazing. And I've been seeing this cat every other day since he, he'll go away for a couple of days sometimes, but like he always comes back and it's crazy that almost every time he comes back, it's like when I'm looking for him the hardest, like when I really need to see him because he bring, he does bring me a lot of comfort. So I fell in love with this cat, but also I wasn't sure at first if I was ever going to see him again because he did He did go away for a couple of days before I saw him again. So during those two days when I didn't see him, I started looking on Pet Finder because I was like, I got to get another cat because I am just like so unwell without a cat and I'm going to have to do something. Something's got to give. (laughs) And my goal was to get another tuxedo cat. And I found this little kitten named Panda that had a black nose like Pepper And she was really cute. And she had a sister kitten named Pepper. And they were both the cutest kittens. And so, of course, I applied. I applied to adopt Panda initially. And I got approved. And Panda's 
foster parent said, would you like two kittens? Because Panda has a sister named Pepper. And I was like, yeah, I saw Pepper. And I ended up telling the foster parent that I wanted to have both of them because I really didn't want to split them up. And I also, I couldn't leave that kitten named Pepper. What the hell? And... And, and that kitten's face was was just so derpy and cute. I still, God, I still want those kittens. Damn it. So I kept seeing the other cat in my backyard and things like that. It was really heavy on my heart that he needed a home too. And I just could never forget him sitting on my porch that night when Amanda and I came home. When we needed him most. <laughs> and... I felt like adopting those two kittens and rejecting him was not right because I felt like Pepper did send him and not adopting him is like disregarding that is how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. So I have plans of adopting him. I told the foster parent of the kittens that I think that I rushed into that a little too fast trying to do an adoption process and they were very understanding and they said well you know where to find me whenever you're ready so if I ever want to get another kitten or something I'm texting them first I'm not even going to go on pet finder I'm just going to text them and say what do you got (laughs) send me some pics send it um send it so basically I'm adopting this cat And I decided really early on that I wanted to name him Sage. His coloring is the color of Sage. And also, I love Sage. And also, Pepper, Sage. We're keeping it in the kitchen cooking supplies family. And this cat on my shirt is not Sage, but it might as well be because this is exactly what he looks like. Like mm-hmm. the pink nose, all of this, the eyes, like this is sage. I don't know. This is crazy. And I dug this shirt out of like the bottom of my dresser drawer because I forgot about it because I was like, what am I going to wear today? And then I remembered I had this weird cat shirt that mm-hmm. my friend Sonata got me a long time ago. And also for those watching, this cat on this shirt is wearing a t-shirt that also has a cat on it. <laughs> it's so cute. So, Catception. So Sage came back today, actually, and I was going to go get him some kitty litter and a cat bed and let him, like, stay. But, like, I left to go to Walmart, and then I had, like, an altercation in the parking lot, and I said, just forget it, and I came back. So I did not get the kitty litter or the cat bed, and Sage was also not there when I got back, so... But I told him, I was like, stay here. I'll be right back because the Walmart's right by my house. And yeah, so I'm hoping I'll see Sage tomorrow. I probably will. First and foremost, Santa, I I can't put into words how utterly shocking and magical it was. I, I stopped in my tracks when we got to your house. I could not believe my eyes. And I didn't know if you saw him at first. I was behind you. When I looked up and I said, you pointed him out to me. I did. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. I was just in awe. And it was was like sobbing and not paying attention. It was the most 
beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I know you've told the story a billion times and you're probably like numb to it because you've been through it. But me thinking about that night, I still just get chills because I do too. Like, and when, like, I know what it's like to lose a cat, a soulmate cat, and it's like the worst pain in the world. And I felt that pain with you and seeing Sage was just the first thing I thought was, oh my God, someone's listening. Pepper literally sent this cat. The fact that you kept going back out asking for Sage to come back and he did, like in your time mm-hmm. of need, to me, that's the most beautiful thing. And I'm sorry, I'm really nasally. I'm getting over a sinus infection and I've been crying all day reading everybody's stories and for another reason too, Santa, I made something for you. And I'm going to send that to you now. You'll need to have your volume on for this. And I, I hope you like it. Well, you don't know me. But I know you. Oh, my God. And I got No, the rolling. The rolling I know. It cut that way automatically. Oh. <laughs> That song is trending, and I I know it's not it is, about yeah. it's not about that, but people are taking the song out of context, and I think it's a very beautiful, a very beautiful song. And uh, yeah, I when I cut it together, it somehow automatically synced the rolling together. And when I saw that, I just scream cried. I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. That was really cute. Pepper sent him to you. I'm so glad you like it, hunty. Yeah, I I think Pepper or somebody did. I like, I would like to think it was Pepper because he knows, he just knows how much like I needed him. Yeah. And God, Pepper, someone relied on him <laughs> because he he was just such a constant in my life. Like there was a time when he used to just like sit in the window and I would come home from work and he would be sitting in the window and it was the cutest thing ever to just see him sitting there. When he would see my car drive up, he would jump down to go stand by the door because he's like, oh, mom's home. It was just like a routine thing. But of course, when he started declining, he did stop doing that. Yeah. But yeah, I do really miss him. Um, I know, baby. Santa, you've really held it together. I'm surprised, but also not because I know what it's like to grieve the loss of a pet. You're numb for a while. It doesn't feel fucking real at all. It's like, what world Mm. am I in? It really does feel like an like an alternate dimension that I never wanted to be in and would like to not be in. But I think it's just because it's so many days that have passed because the first week I just was like incapable of functioning properly. I couldn't make food. So when all this went down, I was in the middle of cooking breakfast and I had this one beyond sausage patty 
cooking on the stove. It was like sizzling to the gods while all of this was happening. And I was trying to wrangle Pepper and, and get him in the carrier and stuff. And I suddenly remembered to go turn the, the stove off at least before I left the house. I'm telling you, I left that sausage in the pan on the stove for, I don't know how long it was definitely over a week that I left it that way. And then Danielle, bless her heart. She came over one day before I had to go to work and she started just cleaning my house. After I had to leave for work, she stayed and she washed all of Pepper's blankets because I emotionally could not do that. And she folded them up for me. She cleaned the kitchen completely because I just couldn't throw that fucking sausage away. I couldn't move his medicines from where they were sitting on the table. Like I just couldn't move anything. And and there was a dining room chair that was kind of in the window facing the backyard that he liked to sit in. And I couldn't move that chair back to the table. Like I just couldn't move anything out of its last position. Mm-hmm. So she just did all of that for me. And when I came home, she had made this cute little shrine to Pepper in the front window that he liked to sit in all the time. She put like some crystals there and some of his favorite toys and his little crocheted hat that the neighbor made for him. And it was really sweet. So yeah, shout out Danielle. That was like, that was such a nice thing to do. It really was. That was so kind of Danielle. That was a big reason actually for me being able to like do anything because I just couldn't go in there and cook or anything while yeah. it was in that state. This is bestie behavior. Mm-hmm. Shout out Danielle. Like, really. It is. Yeah, she, she's the goat for that. And Amanda is also the goat for mm. getting in the car on a moment's notice and driving up here. I promised you I, I would when he was sick the first time. Well, not the first time, but the most recent time leading up to... Yeah, so FIV is um, the condition that... Pepper had so he was immunocompromised you told me you never knew exactly how old he was either because you got him in 2012 2013 it was either 2012 or 2013 and I don't remember what year it was because I'm old enough now that I'm starting to forget dates yeah it'd be like that I had Pepper for over 10 years he did live a very privileged life that is for sure Mm-hmm. She spoiled he, him. He ran the show. And I have this portrait back here. If you're watching the YouTube cut, which you should, in addition to listening to the audio version, you can see this beautiful portrait of my baby mm-hmm. that is in the stew now forever. That being said, this episode is in honor of Pepper and we said that we would cover some listener submitted stories about your fallen pets and so I guess we can jump right into that. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, so I will kick us off with the listener submitted stories. This first one comes from our dear listener Chandler who won that giveaway that we did quite quite a while ago. I love whales. Yep. Um, Chandler, she says, sending Santa so much love during this time. I suddenly lost my soul cat last year. I was really going through it and my parents surprised me with a kitten. She ended up being my rock. 
My parents agree that this little black cat saved me. Losing her was devastating for me, and my husband was away on Navy orders when it happened. Thankfully, my mom and grandma were visiting me. I think she waited to depart this life until she knew that I was not alone because she knew that I was going to need a lot of support. For several months after she passed, I thought I kept seeing a small black shadow dart out of the corner of my eye. She's appeared to me in a couple of dreams, too. As you already know, my husband is way more sensitive to the paranormal than I am. He shared with me recently that he sometimes sees a little black shadow darting around the house when he gets up for work around 3 or 4 a.m. He thinks that it's my Bella hanging around just to mess with him like she used to. I also think that I see a black shadow in the hollow of her favorite cat tree sometimes. I think she still hangs out there because that was one of her favorite spots, and my other cat, who didn't like her very much, avoids that very spot. Aw, I bet yeah. the other cat's doing it out of respect, too. That's what I would like, think. That's Bella's spot. Yeah. Like, even when even when we came into the house and we let Sage in, the first thing you said was, we have to respect Pepper, and I thought that was really sweet. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of cold that night, but it wasn't super cold yet. Now it is, but like you wanted to make space for Pepper and Chandler. In the the case of your of your black cat who passed, I'm so sorry for your loss. As a a black cat mama, I totally understand the attachment. I don't know what it is about black cats, but to me, they're magic and um, they're the sweetest cats. Like they're just amazing, they and are. I love that. Bella was her name. I used to have a tabby cat named Bellamy, who I named after Matthew Bellamy, the lead singer of Muse, my favorite band. I ended up having to move back in with my parents at some point in my 20s. And when I left, when I moved out again, I let my mom and dad hold on to Bellamy. And we called her Baby Bells. And my mom was very, very, very attached to her, and we lost her suddenly way too soon. I'm losing track of time. She passed, I want to say, a year or two ago, and my mom also had to get another cat just to keep from falling apart, understandably so, and so she adopted another tabby who she named Nora Grace, and she's really sweet, and um, so yeah, like that being said, there's no shame in getting another pet. Chandler, thank you for sending that in. We're so sorry for your loss. Santa, do you want to go next? Okay. Um, This next story is from Alyssa. She said, you requested passed on pet stories. This is something I find comforting that would happen on occasion. When I was younger, I had a Balinese named Smokey. He was my naptime buddy and would always sleep with me. He would comfort me when I was sad. Sadly, the year I moved out of my childhood home, he passed away. Sometimes when I would sleep on my stomach, he would lay on the back of my legs, curled up in a cinnamon roll. Every so often in the last 15 or so years, I would wake up just a little bit and feel like my cat was laying on the back of my legs. My mind wouldn't process he was gone. I would just know that's Smokey laying on me, which would send me into a comfortable sleep. In more recent years, I have a new kitty, Roscoe Domestic Shorthair, so I don't know if I can fully trust when I feel Smokey lay on me. I was also semi-conscious and didn't wake up fully in these instances. But nevertheless, I thought I would share. I hope that Santa has the time they need to grieve. 
Thank you so much, Alyssa. I definitely had a similar experience to what you experienced with Smokey laying on your legs. So Pepper would always lay at the end of my bed for the most part. Like he laid with me a lot of the time, but usually when I would wake up in the mornings, he was at the end of the bed. And sometimes he would be kind of weighing down my foot or something. So I could feel the weight of his body on my foot. It was like last week that I woke up. I don't remember if it was in the middle of the night or something. I felt the weight on my foot at the end of the bed. And then I literally audibly heard the sound of Pepper jumping down from the bed. It's a very distinct sound. It's a very like, like plop. Well, that didn't even do it justice because Pepper was a big cat. And so when he would jump down from the bed, it had a very distinct sound of his feet hitting the floor and all that weight. And I heard that and it like woke me up and I was like, the fuck? Mm. And that was it. Um, So I haven't experienced that happening again, but yeah, I definitely had it happen that one time and I was like, whoa. And it didn't scare me, which is great. I hope that Smokey continues to come see you in that way. And I hope Pepper comes back too. Yeah. One thing that bothers me is that when I was 12, I think, I got my soulmate cat, Bailey. She was a beautiful, fluffy calico, and she had a brother named Pikachu. They were litter mates. Uh, He was an orange and white tabby, and both of them were the sweetest cats ever. And Bailey had a scare about a year before she actually passed. She seemed to be going into kidney failure, and it, like, destroyed me I had to go out of town and I was expecting that when I got back my mom who was watching her would tell me that she was passed and she survived and she thrived for another year but then my sister Emily's cat Pikachu Bailey's best friend like they always snuggled together he passed it was devastating and Bailey I could tell was completely lost without him Um, the other cats we had in the house had also passed And so she was completely alone as far as, you know, the feline part of the family. And she died, I want to say, a month later. She just was heartbroken. And if I remember correctly, Emily may have had some visitations from Pika, but I don't think I've ever gotten one from Bailey. And I really wish that I could have one. But I truly believe that Pikachu came and got her. And told her it was time to go. And that was like the hardest day ever. And I wish I had done the right thing that you did. I did have to put her down. But I feel like I was a coward because I didn't stay. And I regret it to this day. But I did just want to say real quick that although she hasn't come to me in a dream, I think Bailey's in my house. And you guys might think this is crazy, but I think she is Bender. When I saw Bender on the Mostly Mutts website, I said, that is my cat. And there's so many characteristics they share. They're both fluffy. Of course, Bender doesn't have a tail because he's Manx, but they have the same sweet, gentle purr. Their meow is identical. They have very similar face shapes and eye shapes. And Fry, he reminds me of Bellamy, but Bellamy was still living when we got him. So that's my... uh, my personal belief that keeps me going about 
Bailey. And for you, Santa, I think Sage was sent by Pepper. Definitely. Um, I've got another story that comes from our friend April. And this story is about her dachshund who passed, Leroy Brown. April says, On May 2nd of this year, I said goodbye to my best friend of nearly 13 years, unexpectedly, Mr. Leroy Brown. This dog was my constant companion and soulmate. A few nights following his passing, I had what I have to say is the most vivid dream that I've ever had in my life. Leroy always slept in bed with me, and he was a wiener dog. Anyone who owns one will know that this breed loves to burrow in the blankets. In the dream, I was in bed sleeping when I felt movement under the covers. I pulled the blankets back, and he was there. Leroy! You're back! You're back! I yelled. Leroy's graying muzzle was gone. The milky shadows in his eyes had faded, and he was young again. I held him and smothered my face in his fur. I remember so clearly being able to smell his scent. He bound up, gave a shake, and ran off. I woke up heartbroken again. On the three-month anniversary of his death, my three-year-old, out of the blue, mentioned, I saw Bubba! which is what she called him, last night. She told me that Leroy was in her room to check on her and went back to heaven. I swear I heard him sneeze and bark in the house and his little click clicks on the floor. My daughter continues to mention that Leroy checks on her during the night. Is it just all the grief playing tricks on me? Or is it that actually Leroy is still with us? I sure hope it's still him. Thanks, ladies. Much love to you both. Aww. Damn. I think Leroy and all of our other pets that are up in heaven or the afterlife, wherever you believe animals go, I think they are their peak selves. And I think that whatever we perceive to be our peak selves, hopefully that's what we transcend into when we die. Aging is a blessing, but it's also a very painful process for all living things. Yeah. And so, yeah. All of these stories have made me cry throughout the day as I've read them, but that one, for some reason, like, that one part, like, just gets me. But anyways, April, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know Leroy is very important to you. He's, like, the cutest little thing. I've seen him on her Instagram, and he really was adorable. My friend Brooke has two uh, dachshunds, and they are adorable. And I think if I ever get another dog, I want to get a dachshund. <laughs> they are so cute. I had two dachshunds. When I was a kid, when my mom and my stepdad got married and we moved to Chattanooga, he had two dachshunds named Oscar and Bandit, and they were two best friends that anyone could have, mm. and or whatever. <laughs> and they Bandit got hit by a car, and then oh. Oscar went blind. Like, he just became blind, and then one day he also got attacked, in the neighborhood one time by this big dog and we had to like oh. rush him to the hospital. It was crazy. But yeah, they're both no longer with us, but they were very cute. Mm. Oscar and Bandit. Were they standards or minis? They were normal dachshund. Normal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I definitely wish that Pepper would present himself in a dream or something like that. That would be really cool. Like most of the time my dreams are really scary and nightmarish and it's like I'm in the fucking back rooms trying to escape or something and yeah. it would be nice to have like 
A Good Dream with Pepper, featuring Pepper. He's going to come to you, I promise. He will. Yeah, I guess he will, eventually. He sent you sage to keep you comfort in the meantime. He did, and I'm grateful for that. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> um, I think you might have one more. Context for this one, Alicia is with Twisted Un- and Uncorked, and the story is not connected to what she sent me afterwards, but after she sent me her story, her her pet bunny rabbit passed away. So oh she's God. going through it too right now. So Alicia said, Nasland, a.k.a. my snazzy nazzy, was such a sweet soul. He was loyal, would never hurt a fly, and he taught me how to care for something of my own with me and my brother. He was also a little stupid in the best way, like would be scratching his own head and then think it was another dog's foot and briefly attack before realizing it was his own. He loved to cuddle and was always my little spoon when my parents left for work in the morning. And we had that little time before I had to go to school. I always had my door closed at night because I was scared of everything. And he would make these ridiculous little whimpers at the door. It would evolve into so many different tones until I would wake up and let him in. When he was 16, we had to put him down after a good long fight with old age. And he wasn't eating anymore. And he was clearly in so much pain. I'm so thankful that my dad brought him by as I didn't live at home anymore at this time so I could say goodbye to him. It was the hardest goodbye of my life and I fed him ice cream and Teddy Grahams. They were his favorite. He was bold enough to sneak across the couch and try and take them out of my hands at times. After he passed, I felt like a part of me died. He developed a skin condition that made his hair thinner and almost wiry so my mom had a myriad of sweaters and shirts for him to keep him warm. She gave us our favorites to keep. Mine was his that said, security, because he was a toy poodle, so it was extra hilarious. I slept sobbing into it for weeks. One morning I was laying there, not wanting to wash it, but knowing I should, and I could hear his ridiculous little whimpers, and I felt like he was there asking to crawl in bed with me. A couple of years before he passed, when I moved out, my parents got another puppy, and he just loved her, even though she bullied him, and I think after he passed, she absorbed some of his little quirks. For example, he used to dig in his bed with his face and spin at least three times. She never did that until about a week after he was gone. I saw her do it in her bed when I was over for a visit. My mom laughed and said she had a little bit of nazzy ghost in her. Weirdly enough, when my parents got another dog a ways after him, she has the exact same bark he does. So I think they met before she was born and came into our lives. Sorry for blowing up your messages. (laughs) Damn character limit. So I hope that Santa one day has an experience like that, and it brings her comfort in some way. Whether her next familiar has a little pepper ghost in them or they get to meet in passing and know exactly what she needs. I hope it brings comfort. Thank you so much, Alicia. That is very much what happened with Sage. I feel like Sage is definitely much like the dog that Naslin sent to your family. And I just am always telling myself that. Um, And that brings me comfort for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much.
And Alicia, too, just lost a pet bunny rabbit. After she sent that story, she let me know her bunny rabbit died. And it was the cutest little bunny. We're sorry, Alicia. I'm sorry, Alicia. I want to see it. Send it. Everybody that sent stories in, thank you so much. If we if we didn't get to read your story, we are so sorry. We just were on a little bit of a time crunch today. But um, we did read all of your messages and... They really mean a lot, so thank you. Also, anyone we didn't get to today, we could definitely include in a Shook Stories episode, possibly. Absolutely. Did you notice this Christmas mug with the black and white cat? Oh, no, I love that. It's cute. I'm wearing That's my awesome. pepper bracelet. Mm. Me too. We made pepper friendship bracelets, which yeah. join the Patreon and... You can get you one. Yes. You can get you one if you want one. Just tell us. I'll make you one. Tell us and I'll send it. I'll send it. Thank you so much for tuning into Shook. New episodes of Shook drop every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Soon to be wherever you find your podcasts. Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.